welcome to Two Italian Women. And the stories we tell. And Diane Bovolino. So after giving a brief description about what our podcast is about, we thought no better way than to kick off this series with... So Diane and I are in studio. The energy of this space really kind of represents who we are and what we're about. And so let's talk today a little bit about what self-love is and what it is not. So what it is not is mani pedis, massages, and all those things. That's a way of giving yourself self-love, but it's not actually loving yourself. That starts first fundamentally with accepting who you really are. Can I just take a minute here? Sure. I really like mani pedis and Me massages. Too. Me too. I just, I just have to take a little minute and let everyone know that. And we have a road trip coming up, which we're, which we're going to be doing soon. You know, so... It, it is a wonderful way of practicing self-care. Yes, yes. But is that really self-love? We can argue that that's an expression of self-love, but really loving yourself means that you really have to come to know yourself. And sometimes that is such a fearful thing for so many of us to really look deep down and say, you know, this is who I am. And that means the good and the bad, the yin and the yang, right? Because all of us come from our stories, our history, but it's, it's, it's those stories and histories that also create a narrative of fear, right? Fear of what if, what do we talk about? What if we're not pleasing people? What if we're not living up to the expectations that others have of us? What if I'm not good enough? What if I try this and I put my energy into it and it doesn't work? Well, I mean, Diane and I understand that. I don't think we could be putting ourselves out more possibly than we're doing right now. And it was right. hard. Yeah. It was really hard. But it's scary. What was the hard, what was the scariest part for you? With the podcast? Mm -hmm. Oh, getting used to taping. Oh yeah. Looking at yourself, trying not to look at yourself, trying not to overanalyze. Do I look at you or do I look, look at, at the, the camera? camera? You know, am I overexpressing, underexpressing? And then you get to a point though, where it just starts to become a natural extension of who you are. You, you start forgetting about all that junk and you start thinking about what's my intention? What is my point in doing this podcast? And it's not about me. Right? It's not about my ego, it's about helping other people. And it's about, you know, right. Letting that ego go. Mm -hmm. The Our ego is, you know, outside that door. But it took a long time for us to recognize what's the ego versus who we really are on a soul level on a very real level. And we all live from the ego. And the ego served us in a very good way. You know, growing up, we're very little people in a very big world. So the idea that we could control everything was what kept us safe when we're little, right? And then as we get older and we evolve and hopefully become more self-actualized, we realize the ego is the very thing that's killing us on a soul level because it's preventing us from living our most authentic life, freeing us to live our life. Like I, I know now, which I didn't know then, I could obsess and think and worry about absolutely everything. It's really not going to change the outcome. The only thing it does is make me unhappy and stressed out all the time. I remember I would not go out and get the mail unless I had makeup on when I was younger. Oh my God, me too. Or the grocery store or anywhere, really. And I think, God, how much did I really not love myself that I had to be so worried and uptight about that? I know when we even started 
Even when we started doing our series, I was like, oh my God, I don't like the way I look. I don't like that. And then I thought, that's not what this is about. You gave me a good talking to. You know, that's not what this is about. This is about bringing unconditional love to everyone else out there and giving you a safe space to explore these things and to do the work that Diane and I have done. But so many people I think are waking up to begin to do and it's really liberating. What's the most freeing part? How did you, how did you get into this? I have an idea, but. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, into this work. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was the energy healing, which was, I came to it throughout breast cancer, but it was after, it was after my treatment. Mm -hmm. And it was when I just was worried the breast cancer could come back. And then what am I going to do? And I couldn't get rid of the fear. And I just couldn't take care of that fear. I just couldn't take care of it through a pill. I couldn't, and when I say a pill, I mean an antidepressant. And I couldn't take care of that fear through talking to a therapist. So I found an energy healer through a girlfriend of mine, and she actually also had the mediumship. And just when I got on that table, there went away the worry of the cancer coming back. And that's when also I started to find myself. Mm -hmm. But in order to get rid of that fear, you had to get rid of the anxiety and the idea that you can control everything. Right. Right. And I think for those of you that are very empathic, you can probably relate to what Diane and I were saying, because the body physically will hold on to those toxic energies, thoughts, feelings, anxieties, and it will translate into illness. Right. Your body's telling you, Hey, you're not, you're not being good to yourself. You're not being honest with yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not honoring yourself. And so when, when you indulge in constantly bringing in toxicity, especially as caretakers, right? Cause that is what we both are caretakers of our clients, children, families, whatever. It's like you lose yourself. I mean, I think that's what happens. We slowly lose ourselves, and it's when you decide to find yourself and be okay with whatever you find, it's not always going to be pretty right? There's going to be things when you dig deep under there that you're not going to like about yourself or you're afraid to look at old wounds, childhood patterns, things that we've learned, but it's like peeling back. I wouldn't say it's like peeling back layers of an onion, you know, under each layer of forgive me bullshit. And that's really what it is. It's a lot of crap that we feed ourselves and tell ourselves you get closer and closer. Each layer you peel back to really who you are authentically. And until you're willing and ready to do that, you can't really love yourself. How can you love yourself if you don't know who you are? Right. And that's what your energy healing is really all of our energy healing, but you practice it far more than I do. So maybe talk a little bit about Reiki, because that was what the turning point was for both of us in this journey spiritually. So Reiki is, as you said, energy healing, and we're all energy. And Reiki is going in and healing our energy through touch or also just hovering. And also you can do it distantly through Zoom over the phone. Um, And you basically distantly means you don't have to be in the room with the person. But what you're doing is you're healing, you're healing the person and you're healing them really from you think think about it, the inside, their inside, 
to outside, right? You're mm -hmm. healing their soul. You're healing their inside. And maybe we should talk about that because, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt mm -hmm. you, but this is where maybe a good explanation might come handy. So when we're talking about spiritual healing or healing the body, we are literally talking about, we are all balls of energy. That's all we are. Walking, talking, balls of energy, right? And so we have different chakras, chakra systems in our body, which are just different like energy sources, energy wheels within our body. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe a good lesson might be talking about the chakras so that people understand mm -hmm. when we're talking about healing, how there's so many different parts or components. Like, what do you think about that? Yes. Okay. So the first chakra is the root chakra, which is here, like in your lower hip pelvic area. Yes, it's red. It's the root chakra. And what is that related to? Like family of family, origin, finances, security. Mm -hmm. Think of that as your root. And that's when you think about where we're rooted, it's from our childhood. It's from our where we begin to develop our sense of safety, a sense of family, a family connection, this, right? So all that junk can be really held and stored in the body in that root chakra. Yeah. And, and the next one is... What is the next one? Sacral. 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 That one is known for relationships. This is that one. And that one's right right above the root chakra. I don't know if you could see me. But not can. hips. A little higher up, like under the belly button. Yes. Under the belly button. Yeah. Okay. And that one, actually, I'm looking over here. That oh, one's yeah. orange. Then the next one is a solar plexus, and that's above the belly button. And also orange, if I may say this, when you have a block in that one, that's where you hold your creativity and your passions and other things like that. So when you have a block there, it's really hindering you from being able to do the things that give you passion and joy. When you have a block in that root chakra with families, it, it makes sense that the next step up is relationships. Right. Right. So all right. these things are so interconnected. So I'm sorry. And then you go right. to the a lot of that's where our self-confidence is, where our power is, our energy source. So that's a very important one to work on. And I love that because it's yellow. You know, I think of that like the sun color, like that color of liberation. I call it the I am center. I feel like that's the core of like who I really am, who you really are. And it's like that sometimes is the hardest one, I think, to reach for most people because that's that's the one that's really buried underneath. And when you think about it, it's the center of your body. When you look mm -hmm. at the whole chakra system. So right. the I am center, the yellow center. Okay. So the next one is chakra that's green. Most people think it should be red, but it's green. And that holds, you know, your love, your, your compassion, your humanity, your empathy, but it also holds your pain, your heartaches, your resentments, right? All of that is all held in here. And self-love. We need self-love which is why we're talking to you yes. today. So if you're going to start anywhere, maybe start really focusing on that heart chakra. And one of the best lessons I ever learned was from a spiritual guru who said to me, you know, Erica, you've had your heart broken many, many times, but every time the heart breaks, it expands. It expands to bring in new love and more love. And I just love that metaphor. Right? That is beautiful. It is beautiful. Because for those of you who've had heartache and things and you're like, why me? Why is it that I... I love so much, or I'm so willing to give that love away. You know, those of us who give it away a little too freely haven't given any to ourselves. It's like we're stingy in that department. So if that's kind of where you're starting, really pay attention there. And then that's connected to the throat chakra. And that's blue. 
right? Blue. Yes. Having your authentic voice, being yes. able to say what you really mean and do it in a way that still comes from that love space. Mm-hmm. That's the really, that's the trick. You know, I tell my clients sometimes, you know, when they're very repressed and people pleasing and doing all the right things and saying the right things to everyone, it's like, they don't know how to self-express. And when they first start, it's like the pendulum swings all the way over here. They're like, I told this guy off. And I'm like, that's not quite it. That's it. But start there. I mean, start with learning to speak your truth. And it's not always going to be pretty, but it's a practice, right? So we're going to try in this series to really have you work on each of these chakras, sometimes in a physical way, in the way we're describing, sometimes in an emotional way. You know, how do we hold our false beliefs and our ways of communicating or expressing. And that's all in here. And then we have the third eye. That's right here. That's intuition. Big, big one's intuition. That one's um, purple. Yes. Love it. And all shades of purple too. You know, some people will see like an intense purple um, or an indigo color. Um, What I would say is for those people who have really a more active third eye, who have a strong sense of intuition, which we do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's, that's an art, not a science. I think that comes very naturally. I think most people who have that gift, like have always had that gift. If you don't though, it's not that it can't be nurtured. I mean, if that's your intention and you want to become more intuitive, let me pose this question to you. How do you become more intuitive if you're blocked in your root, if you're blocked in your, I am center, if you're blocked in your heart and you're blocked in your throat? How do you open up? It's impossible. Reiki. That well, that is one comes to us for Reiki. Yeah, and, and yoga and, and therapy. You know, all the mind, body, spirit elements have to be there. You know, so for people who take care of themselves physically but not emotionally, or take care of themselves emotionally but not mentally, you know, there it, it's it's the trifecta uh, of getting well and really staying well because you're learning who you are and how how to express yourself in a way that is reflective of who you are. And the seventh is the crown chakra, and that is going spiritual, your spiritual center. Yeah. And that's, um, what is that one? It's, it's, I see it as white gold. And I see it more as like a lavender. I see it like kind of like as an extension, like a white purpley kind of color. But it is, it's your connection to the divine. It's your connection to those things greater than ourselves, those things that are not tangible, those things that... We just know what we know, even though we don't know how we know it. But when you think about the chakra system it, intellectually, so for those of you who are kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure I'm buying this. Think of how divinely beautiful this is. Starts from our family of origin stuff. Then it goes to our creativity and you know our safety and being rooted in that. Then it goes to who I really am. Then it's about loving self and others and, and knowing when to open the heart gates, knowing when to close, knowing when to speak knowing what's intuitively right, and then getting that inner guidance from the divine. That's not going to happen if you're not doing all the other work from the ground up. And I didn't know that. Did you know that when we first started on this journey? Did you understand that as a principle or? No, I mean, no. Mm-mm. So we're trying to like make no. this as simple as possible and give you clear clear understanding of what this kind of work entails so that as you continue on this spiritual journey, you have an awareness of what you're really doing, right? Or the possibilities for you to do the work. And that's why Diana and I get so excited. We love what we do. But we don't want to overwhelm you. So we want to give you little pieces along the way, like breadcrumbs. Yes. 
Hansel and Gretel. Please stay with us. We'll be Hansel and Gretel. Yes. So today it's about self-love. We've given you some things to think about in terms of chakras. There are, there's so much information for chakra clearings, guided meditations. There's so many on YouTube and other channels. I mean, you can access it everywhere. Maybe start by really acknowledging what's going on in your body, doing that meditation, seeing, you know, do you feel something there? Is it, is it blocked? Are you numb in certain places? And that will give you data on where maybe you need to begin on this journey. Just, just connecting in with, with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you, when you have a feeling, you know, acknowledge that feeling, honor that feeling, sit with it, and then tune into where it is in your body is a good place to start. And if you can't sit with it, which is true for so many people, then that's information for you to say, why is it that it's so painful or uncomfortable for me to sit with this feeling? And then you maybe say, this is maybe where I need to talk to someone, or this is maybe where I need a spiritual coach or an advisor, a therapist. You know, yoga was the gateway for me, you know, because my head was always so active, you know, always in my head, always in my head. And you, you even said that when we first, I think in our first um, Reiki training, Michael said he was our teacher. He was amazing. Hi, Michael. Um, my God, it never shuts off for you. You know, you're always thinking, you're always thinking. And so Yoga became the practice of shutting off my mind because you can't hold the poses and engage in a real way if you're up here, right? So it, it really does clear your mind to focus simply on that one task at a time. And that might be a good place for you to start in any kind of physical practice. Yes, yes, yes. Yoga. I love yoga. Mm -hmm. yes. She's my private coach, so God bless yes. her. Um, so just wanted to say today, if you haven't thought about loving yourself, Really think about it, not just in the practices that you do for self-care. We're talking about self-love. Who am I on a soul level? What does my soul want? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And if you're not living your soul's purpose, you're probably living in a lot of frustration and unhappiness. And so we want to plant the seed today of beginning the journey of loving you and doing the things that make you happy. And you have a team here to support you. Yes, because you really, really need to love yourself first before you really, truly can love someone else. And you know, the people, way you want to love someone else. Exactly. Another partner, I mean. Exactly. I'm not talking about our children. Yeah. Well, in a partner relationship, how can you truly love that person when you don't love yourself? Because you have all these unresolved issues, and that person's going to be a mirror of those issues that you need to work through. And you're either going to rise to that challenge. Or you're going to continue to project or select partners that don't allow you to do your work. And if you're in a partnership that's not allowing you to do your work, then stuck you will stay. And so our goal is to help you get unstuck if you're stuck. Um, if you're already on the spiritual path, then, then join us to heighten that level, to open up that third eye, to open up the crown chakra. Um, and we're going to really focus on honoring our intuition and sharing our fun stories along the way. So yes. we hope you'll join us. Yes, come along. Have a good day. Two Italian women and the stories we tell. Stories and Erica Martin. Stories of life, love, heartache, and redemption. Thanks. Bye-bye.